Sleuths, the weather is getting hotter and hotter, and so am I. And you know what that means? It's time to be outside constantly. I am here to present and invite you to Live Nation Concert Week. From now until May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette. Oh my God, the flashback, the nostalgia, Cage the Elephant, and so many more for way less. Seriously, this might be the best deal I've ever come across. What is better than getting ready with your friends to the music you are about to see live and then meeting a cute guy at the show and dancing the night away on a warm summer night? There is literally nothing better than that. I know I will be in attendance for sure. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Hi guys, what's going on? I am in the studio. I'm with my producer. We have a couple white claws. Um, I promised everyone that I was going to do two weeks sober before my photo shoot. That's in today. That's like tomorrow. By the time this comes out, I'm taking pictures for the photo shoot. It, it just, it didn't happen that way. It's just life got in the way and I was presented a white claw and that's, that's it. Like, don't hold it against me. I don't think anyone is going to hold it against you. Everyone, you probably lasted a lot longer than everyone thought you would last anyway. <laughs> well, I did do 50 days, like not that long ago. Yes. So I'm just going to like keep mentioning that thing. So I never, ever, ever have to try to do it again. But, um, wow, there is so much shit to talk about. What I want to start with is subscribing to the show. I will sometimes mention doing that here and there, but I don't, I think I need to like explain why I fucking say that, why I ask people to like subscribe to the show. It literally makes sure that I can continue doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, if I don't get subscribers, I can't continue doing a podcast. That's it. And I want to continue doing the show. Because I think I have a lot to say. And I want to go on tour, which, by the way, guys, I am talking to my agent. (laughs) She a runner. She a track star. (laughs) I have been talking to an agent um, and we are setting up live shows. So I have never done something like that. But I think it's going to be fucking wild. I'm going to do shots on stage. I might ask a single guy if I can like pull out his dick on stage. (laughs) I mean, that's what I do at parties already. That's true. It's just gonna be one big party. Yes, basically. And Alex will be there. Mm -hmm. You'll everyone will fucking be there. So please rate, review, subscribe. Or you know what? Better yet, send an episode to one of your friends and have them listen because that really, really helps me. Woo! Sometimes you got to put your walls down and just be vulnerable (laughs) and tell the people what you need. Okay, so let's talk about the past weekend. Oh, God. I was trying to be healthy. I was like, I'm not going to go out to like all these Halloween parties and rage my face off and take ecstasy at what is a rave? Get freaky. Get freaky. Guys, that is a Utah rave. And if you want to see destruction and turmoil (laughs) and like the views after World War II, go to the Get Freaky rave in Utah because it's pretty shocking, horrifying. 
that is the first place I tried ecstasy when I was like, I know, I think I was like 16 or something. Cute. With my good friend, Nikki Fleming. It was like amazing. But I didn't know what ecstasy would do to you. And I didn't realize like the mouth situation, like the grinding. Mm -hmm. And I was chewing gum and the gum was all over my mouth. And Nikki (laughs) had to like pluck it from my lips. That's funny. But that's not the fucking point. Um... I took a chill. I decided to just be like low-key chill. I didn't leave my house. Uh, Alex, on the other hand, <laughs> what what a juxtaposition. Alex, tell everyone what the fuck you just did. Well, you didn't leave your house. Um, I haven't seen my house in <laughs> probably five days. I went on a bender, mm-hmm. like bender. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Ben. Alex, you got a tattoo. Okay. I love how Alex is like, guys, <laughs> I went wild, Bender. Like, no, you like got drunk and got a tattoo that you were not planning on. Yes. Yeah, so that happened. Walk us through it. Kay. Like, how did that come to be? Okay. So, you know, it was, I, it was Saturday and I got home at, well, not home. I slept at someone's house. Mm-hmm. Um, We got home at 7 a.m. Okay. Slept so for you guys hour. were, you guys were a little in that yes. nose candy. No, I okay. wish. Oh, so you weren't. Okay, no. that's good. So just alcohol. Yes, just okay. alcohol. And I was absolutely blackout. And it was 7 a.m. And then I took a little nap, woke up, mm. and I started drinking again. What are we drinking? We're drinking Kettle One over here. Mm. I think. I don't know. I couldn't read or see <laughs> or make any decisions, let alone Decide if I should or should not get a tattoo, if that was a good idea or not. Guys, when Alex came into the studio, she was like, I got a tattoo. It's so fucking big. I thought you were going to roll up with angel wings, like those huge (laughs) ones, like covering your entire back. That's probably something I would do, too. I mean, it's kind of big. I actually, you have a lot of tattoos that I don't love, but this one I do. (laughs) So that was Alex's weekend. Uh, mine was nothing like that, but you know what? Listen to me next week because we are now in Los Angeles, my least favorite city in the entire world. And I don't mean to offend anyone who lives there. I just, I prefer New York. Okay. Just say you're not popular and move on. I know. That's literally literally (laughs) what it is. It's not my fault you don't have friends. Like, just say you don't have the confidence or the popularity to live in L.A. One, I don't. 100%. What's the issue with L.A.? Why are you guys beefing Um, always? I think it's like, you know, I lived in New York. I'm about to move back. Um... And I've spent time in L.A. Like, even before I was 21, I would, like, go there and party. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a different—you're going to find fake people in both places, you know? Yes. But L.A. really takes the cake. Okay, yeah, that is true. I L.A. Agree. is, like, social climbing, fake, 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 even just physically, you yeah. know? A lot, a lot of women have— things done and like plastic surgery, which Me. I don't hate on. I'm just making a point. Yes. Like LA to pretty the personalities. LA pretty is way different than New York pretty. Yes. Yes. Definitely. 100%. LA pretty, the fake ass, which hot, no dude minds a fake ass or a BBL. Trust me. <laughs> the fake boobs, the fake lips, like whatever. And trust me, that's about to be me in like three years. <laughs> Actually, I just made an appointment to get the trowel filler this morning. Oh, you did? Yes. This will be my first procedure I've ever, ever done. Damn. Join the club, sister. <laughs> There's a lot of syringes up in this face. A lot. So... But just even the personalities, I think there's there's more fakeness in L.A. I think New York, you can't get away with fake as much. I don't know why. Maybe yeah. it's just because there's, like, too many different types of careers in New York compared to L.A. Yeah. L.A. is, like, what? Famous. Influencer, actor. Yeah. Model. It's like, okay, so in L.A., you're like, oh, yeah, I have one million followers. Mm-hmm. And that means something there. But you go to New York and, and well, it's I mean, like, one million is a lot, but. Uh, not really. In New York, it's like, 
okay, so like, how do you make money? Yeah. Like, how much money do you bring in? Like, what does a million followers mean? Yeah. You know, it's a bunch of finance, hedge fund, those types of dudes. All right, guys, let's get into the fucking episode. So, as you know, I don't really talk pop culture, but I think I fucking want to. Ooh. And let's talk about, you guys will never believe this. The Kardashians. Ooh, my favorite. They they haven't stopped. Like, once they started, like, once Kim released the sex tape and the reality show and, like, all of that, like, they haven't stopped. No. Like, they are in the headlines every fuck. I mean, actually, I feel like if you're Kris Jenner, how many kids does she have? Kendall? Four. Kylie? Five. Courtney? Six. Rob? <laughs> You're not helping. Around six kids and they all bring... (laughs) Seven. (laughs) Seven. And each one of them brings in some type of publicity. Like, you're golden. Damn, that's... Six. That... Oh, my God. Alex was still... No, I'm blaming it on you. Sorry, we can't do math. (laughs) We're not that smart. But you know what? We have good insight. So let's talk about... Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Oh my God. Everyone. (laughs) What? They're holding hands. Alex is literally just saying shit because she doesn't know how to talk about pop culture normally and she's like spitting out shit she thinks she should say. Oh, okay. You think that's cute? You think that's cute? Why not? Yeah, they're holding hands. I mean, I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's not cute. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. Everyone's making it to be the hugest thing. They're like, oh my God, like they're dating, da, da, da. No, she did SNL. She she decided to like exchange numbers with Pete, which by the, oh, I can't talk about Raya and I can't talk about who's on there, but I kind of just did. Actually, that's okay (laughs) because Raya already kicked me off. Raya's a dating site, by the way, that Pete Davidson was on. Bye. But it's, it was interesting to me that Kim K would hang out with Pete Davidson. I don't like to do like a class system. Like I'm up here, you're down there. Like Kim <laughs> is fucking huge. Who the fuck is Pete Davidson? But it was interesting to me, you know, because I feel like she tries to keep it close knit, like her circle. You're saying that. Pete Davidson is not as famous as Kim, so they shouldn't be hanging out. I mean, kind of. I was very lucky, and I actually had the opportunity to watch SNL Live. Okay. Okay. So this was last year. So I go to the SNL uh, set, and Pete Davidson, not well. (laughs) Dude, he is... Like, almost like he had, like, railed, like, 20 lines of coke. But I'm pretty sure he doesn't do that. Well, it is the industry, so he probably does. (laughs) He just didn't look okay. And for him to be hanging out with Kim, very interesting. I personally think it's for publicity of some kind. I mean, that helps Pete. I don't know how it helps Kim. (laughs) Not to be rude, but... I mean, why are they in... Where were they? Disneyland? They're at Knott's Berry Farm. Okay. They can rent out Knott's Berry Farm <laughs> for a true. month. That's and true. And ride every roller coaster alone. So, like, why are they showing up, the two of them, just completely public and getting that picture taken of them going down the roller coaster? Uh, maybe they're trying to cosplay as normal human beings. Yes, but they know they're not normal human beings. Yeah, sure. Kim can pretend all day that she can walk around like a normal human. She can't. No. So she knew damn well that there were going to be pictures taken. And I understand being a celebrity. I can't imagine like you're photographed doing whatever. But they went on the ride and allowed that picture. You know? Yeah, well, I think it's cute. And I'm glad they did it. And how do you know that they're not dating? Huh? Because Did I Kim tell you? No. Because You're way less famous than Pete. <laughs> I just know for damn sure Kim is not about to date Pete Davidson. I just know it. Never say never. And you know what? Hear me right now. 
right here. If they do end up dating, then I will stick my foot in my mouth and I will never make a comment again. But I just don't see it happening. If Kim can give Pete a chance, Pete can give me a chance. That's true. (laughs) Downloading Raya right now. What an analogy. It's so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, get on Ryan. You'll see him. We did match, but (gasps) nothing ever came of it. Bye, Raya. I know you get mad. Okay, let's move on to my favorite fucking segment. Aside from questions, okay? This is my second. This is a runner-up. People say that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. (laughs) But luckily for us, we are talking about uh, a different type of dog. We're talking about doggy. Okay, we're talking about the sex position, getting fucked doggy style, and welcome to Sleep University. People say that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but luckily for us, we are talking about uh, a different type of dog. This is the thing. Believe it or not, there is a wrong way to get fucked from behind. And there is a way to do doggy like a pro. Doggy is when you are on all fours and someone is behind you with a penis or a strap on and they are fucking you from behind. It's it's very (laughs) simple. It's very fucking simple. Do you know how much shit you can actually be doing to actually participate in doggy and blow his mind? There are things that you should and could be doing that is just going to change the entire fucking ball game. Okay. So we're not here to play. We are here to win. I (laughs) I sound like a football coach. We are here to win, okay? I am kind of a coach. It's true, though. So if you think you've heard it all and you think you know what the fuck you're doing and you've been doing doggy for the last 20 years of your life, I am just asking you as your humble servant to listen and give me the chance to change your mind in a second because we need to just get the fundamentals out of the way. Okay. When you are on all fours, And he is thrusting in and out of you. Your back is arched. (laughs) Your back is arched. This isn't fucking vinyasa yoga class and you're in child's pose. You're not an alley cat who just got scared and you're curled up like you've never taken a dick before. That's not what we're doing. Arching your back. It's more flattering that way for you, for him for whatever sex tape you guys are making at home. And if you don't have an ass, this is your chance to pretend you have one is by sticking your little booty up in the air. Yes. Your back should be hurting by how much you're arching it. You should be sore after. Lower back workout. Thank you. Exactly. And I mean, this makes any type of ass look hot as fuck, this angle. For sure. And then the next fundamental is don't stay perched up on your hands. You know? Yeah. Like. You're not a table. You're not a fucking table. At no point during this sex experience should someone be able to put a plate and a Diet Coke can (laughs) on your back and it stays there. No. And it doesn't fall. Okay. I suggest that you go down onto your forearms and your hips are higher than your head and you Mm -hmm. get your ass up as high as possible. The higher the ass, the closer to God. <laughs> butthole to the sky. Okay. Which, talking about butthole to the sky, can we just have a quick side note, tangent? He is seeing your entire asshole. Yes. And I didn't realize that until, I don't know, this year. No, literally. Like, you thought he was just seeing your two butt cheeks. Yeah, no. Gyrating. You can see the butthole. Front row seating to the butthole. With binoculars. Yes. Did you know that it like kind of like opens and closes? No. Yes. It's like talking to you. No. (laughs) Yes. Wait, the butthole does? Yes. Why? I don't know. Just from flexing? Something like that. Oh my God. So your butthole is talking to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Can't believe I really have literally been talking out of my ass. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so that's pretty simple shit. Forearms and arching your back. So let's talk big leagues now. One of the biggest goals for me when it comes to doggy is to get into a rhythm where you can hear your ass clap. Yes. Ah, there it is. You guys know the sound. Because if he hears and feels your ass slapping against him, Mm -hmm. that's magic. So sweet. So intimate. (laughs) Such a bonding moment. It's his favorite fucking soundtrack. He eats that shit up. Yes. You know how dudes like it when he can hear his dick going in and out because you're so wet? Yes. It's the equivalent to that. Maybe hotter. Probably hotter. So, oh, and quick tip, by the way. And this is coming directly from one of my guy friends. Let him lead this dance. Don't try to back it up like a dump truck. (laughs) Don't try to push back on his dick to make it happen. To make mm-hmm. that clapping sound happen. Yes. Because what happens is nine times out of 10, you're not going to be moving at the same rhythm. That's true. As he is, you yes. know? And then it gets all out of whack and you're just slamming into each other yes. awkwardly. So this is where I think you're really going to impress and get a gold star is by what you say to him and what you do with your fucking face. Yes. Those are so fucking huge for this position because if you are looking at the headboard or out the window or down at your manicure the entire time, (laughs) I've got news for you. The only time that you shouldn't be looking back and engaging with him is... I don't like if he shoved your face into a fucking pillow. Yes. That is the only time I can think of. And even then, if you can manage it, you should turn your head to the side so he can see some facial expression from you. Mm -hmm. Even if your face is squished to the pillow, like you just (laughs) fucking hit the pavement, you should be looking back. Yes. Mouth open. He can't tell if you are enjoying it or if you're in pain or both, he doesn't give a fuck. Nope. He does not care. And neither do you. No. You know. I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. Sometimes when it hurts during sex, it hurts real good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. If he is not taking the initiative and shoving your face into the pillow, then by all means, you take matters into your own hands and shove your own face into the pillow. And put your hands behind your back like you're getting arrested. (laughs) Yes. Your hands, this is like mind blown. Your hands and forearms should no longer be supporting you because your face is. (laughs) Your face in the pillow because your hands are tied. Literally, figuratively, kind of. They are (laughs) behind your back and He's going to grab your wrist like he's grabbing onto the reins of a horse. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And ride you like the horse you are. Exactly. But the biggest takeaway from this is to look back at it and show face. Mm -hmm. Just like you have to show face in this fucking class because I take attendance. (laughs) Show face. And... You know what? You've taken enough pictures to know what's your good side. For me, I am absolutely making sure that I'm looking over my left shoulder and I'm staring at my ass and then I'm looking up at him with some sultry bedroom eyes, giving him a look. And the look says, that's right, daddy. My ass is fat and you know how to fuck it. <laughs> it's all in the eyes. Thank you. It really is. Eyes are the windows to the soul. Yes. <laughs> and the asshole. Exactly. <laughs> the second you look back at it, then he is not just focused on your ass. He's then looking at your face and it's time to put a sexy face on mm-hmm. and let him know you're liking what he's doing. And if I'm not looking back and I'm facing forward, you better believe I will be tilting my head up so that my hair cascades down my back kind of thing, Mm -hmm. signaling to him that my hair is 
willing and able to be pulled <laughs> and used as something to hold on to so he can fuck me harder. Yes. Kind of give a, give him a hair flip. Kind of shake your <laughs> head. Flip. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And he'll get the idea. Unless you're fucking a complete idiot, which some of us have. And then you just try this on the next guy. And then there's the dirty talk. There are certain things that you can say in doggy that you can't say in any other sex position. And you should be using it to your advantage. Do you know which one I'm going to say? Nope. Do you know what dirty fucking line I'm about to say? Let's hear it. Ask him to slap your ass. Yes. That is the go-to number one banger. When it comes to dirty talk in doggy. Yes. And when he does slap your ass, you ask him to smack it harder. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, you tell him you want him to leave a mark. Send her back to her boyfriend with a handprint on her ass. <laughs> Is that from a song? Jack Harlow. Wait, I love that though. Like leave a, leave a, what is it? Handprint? Yep. Leave a mark. He's gonna fucking die. Yeehaw. We are bold. We are bold, beautiful women, and we tell it how it is. Also, great, great time to ask for some ass play in the dirty talk. Mm. Ask him to play with your asshole. Ask him to stick a finger in. Yes. Or use a toy. And if that is not your thing and you want your butthole to be left alone, (laughs) then he can go ahead and use one of the toys on your clit. Ooh. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I I should have fucking started with this. He should be reaching around and playing with your clit because we all know we need clit stimulation. Yeah. And it is kind of hard for, I mean, personally for me to come in doggy. Oh, I don't think I've ever had an orgasm in mm-hmm. doggy. I mean, maybe if I was like touching myself, which yes. you can absolutely do. But that's probably the sex position where I have the least amount of orgasm. Yes. So absolutely ask him to touch your clit or if you are greedy as fuck like (laughs) me, do it yourself and talk about sensory overload. Picture this, Alex. You are playing with your own clit because you know what you like. He is fucking your vagina with his penis or a dildo. (laughs) And he is engaging with your asshole. He's playing with your asshole. So you've got clit stimulated. You've got G-spot. You've got the balloon knot stimulated (laughs) all at the same time. I mean, sign me the fuck up. Triple threat. Triple fucking threat. This is making me horny right now. Oh, this is my last thing. This is the last thing about this position that I love, you can do this anywhere, okay? Okay. You don't technically even need to be on all fours. You can be bent over the bed, uh-huh. the back yes. of a chair, a bean bag, The couch. The couch. Like, you are, I mean, fucking everywhere. The kitchen counter. Okay, we're just about to, <laughs> I'm about to rattle off every inanimate object. <laughs> That I've ever fucking seen. You're standing up. You lean forward slightly. Maybe you're up against a wall even. Uh Or you're bent over a table or a desk, whatever. And boom. This is also if you've ever had public sex. I mean, hold on. When I say public sex, it sounds like. (laughs) Like what? In front of everyone? Exactly. Like with a crowd. No, I just mean. You know, you're at a restaurant, and this is a true story and something I've done. Oh, God. I was with my ex. We were in L.A. We were at this really fancy restaurant. We got horny. I said, okay, fuck me in the bathroom. And uh, we went into the bathroom, and I bent over the sink, and he was behind me, and he fucked me from behind. (laughs) That's the quickest, most efficient way to do this type of thing. Oh, my God. The restaurant. I know. And we walked in together. And when we walked out, there was a line of people waiting to use the bathroom. No. And we had to walk out together. But it works, I guess. Over the sink. I could see it. And there was a fucking mirror. 
right? Because we're like doing it over the the sink. So there's a mirror. And so I'm like looking at him, looking at me in the mirror. Mm -hmm. It's hot. So hot. So fucking hot. In fact, where is the biggest mirror in this dude's house? Because wherever that thing is, drag him over to that area so you can get front row tickets to this sex show. Because in other positions, mirrors don't really make sense. Missionary, there's not that much to see. Cowgirl, he probably can't see. Doggy, you guys can both look at the mirror and just take in the wonderment together. (laughs) You know? Yes. So that is fucking Doggy 101. And there you fucking have it, bitches. Alex, get it? Bitch is like a dog, like a female dog. <laughs> oh my God. I just am on fire. Anyways, you guys, you should all be ready to get down and dirty with the big dogs and class dismissed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Amy Poehler here to tell you about a new improvised show from Paper Kite Podcasts, the team that brought you Say More with Dr. Sheila. Check out our new parody podcast, Women Talking About Murder. It's a show about women talking about murder. Every episode features special guests, twists, turns, and the mystery of a missing co-host. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can I be selfish for a second and just let out some anger I've been holding on to? Greedy. I am greedy. And so I'm not even going to wait for you to answer, Alex. I'm about to talk about it. (laughs) I have some icks that I want to discuss. Okay. What is an ick? An ick, for those of you who don't know, is the visceral reaction that you get to something you don't like. Something that makes you cringe. That is an ick. And I have been getting the ick a lot recently while scrolling social media. Okay, what's your ick? (laughs) Excuse me, make that plural. I have multiple that I want to discuss. It's not just one. So let's, let me just go off. Go ahead. (sighs) Okay, let me start with this one. Summer is over, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of traveling going on for a second there. Mm -hmm. And there's something that I just don't quite understand when influencers in particular travel abroad. They write their caption in the language of the place they are visiting. So all of a sudden they are writing their fucking Instagram captions in a completely different language. Like, not their main language. No. They go to Italy. All of a sudden, it's Arrivederci. Pipistrelli. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I went to Italy, and the only word that I learned was pipistrelli, which is a bat. That doesn't fucking (laughs) matter. They go to France, and all of a sudden, the next five captions are written in French. And it, it, I just don't get it. Because... Can they speak the language now fluently? Like you thought you were like on Rosetta Stone on your flight there. I I don't understand it. No, they like literally use Google Translate and make it their caption. I want to go through all of these girls' captions and put them into Google Translate the opposite way or have a fluent native speaker in that language read it so we can all fucking laugh because you know that the Google Translate is not, you know, writing the caption efficiently, effectively, correctly, clearly, correctly. Yes. Damn, maybe I need to use Google Translate because I couldn't even think of the word correctly. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh my God, that just reminded me. 
of Bella Hadid. <laughs> and there are so many clips of Bella Hadid when she is in France speaking with a French accent. Yes, I think I saw that on TikTok, actually. Okay, was it the one where she's getting interviewed? And I can't remember what they're asking her about, but she goes, da-da-da-da, no. Like, with a French oh, yes. accent. Yes. It's like, it was a beautiful show, no? Oh, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Why do you have an accent all of a sudden? And then you see the, like, clip of her doing the shoes thing. Oh, in my LA. God. Oh, my God. But if he's coming in with these, homeboy's gonna, like, Get it. Yes. Like, where's the accent? She's looking at sneakers, like a streetwear brand, and all of a sudden, just a completely different verbiage and vernacular. Relax. You can be you. You can speak how you do. It's completely fine. So that's one ick. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! We're just getting started. We're getting revved the fuck up. Uh, This is my next one. There has been a really big push on social media to be more authentic. Less Photoshop, less filters, less, oh my God, look at me. My life is amazing. Look at my highlight reel Mm -hmm. and more real. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that. I think that's amazing. Excellent. Great for society. Great for our future. However, I think that it's kind of backfired Because what I'm seeing in this wave of authenticity, quotation marks, it's making people more fucking fake. What do you mean? Like they're putting on an act. I think before, if you were being fake, it was just, I'm being fake. What of it? Yeah, I'm using a filter. Yeah, I'm heavily photoshopped. Fuck you. You would own the fakeness. And now that there's this huge push for authenticity... Now all these fake bitches are faking being authentic. Mm, Yes. Let me think of a good example. I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm always seeing these influencers and they post and they're like, you know what? This, this is the stuff you don't see, guys. This is my real Uh life. My life isn't always glamorous. Like this is actually me. And it's her with an eyelash falling off. Like, oh, wow, bitch, you are so fucking deep. You had an eyelash falling off. Like, whoa, crazy, insane. And I think the the Photoshopping. Girls are saying, I am not doing Photoshop anymore, but they are using lighting. They're angling mm-hmm. their body in, oh, a very, yeah. in a very specific way. Yes. You know, can contortioning their bodies, wearing something that makes their ass look insane Uh or their stomach super flat. You're still, you're not being authentic. You're still being fake, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Don't get on social media and say, hey, guys, I want to do things differently. I just want to be more real and genuine. And then, you know, be curating and perfecting what you're posting still. Like when workout bitches... Like, take pictures in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Unfiltered, but they're flexing and, yes. like, angling their butt a certain way. And you know they took 78 versions of whatever they posted yes. and picked the best one. Yes. It's like, just don't, like, feed me the bullshit. Also, I think in this authentic trying, in this authentic try hard age we're living in, I don't think that people should ever cry on social media. Let me take that back because I know people are getting a little bit upset. There are certain reasons that I think it's fair to cry and be vulnerable like that. Okay. What I don't like or understand is when I see influencers who will be talking into the camera and they're crying. And I see this one a lot. They're saying, guys, it's just sometimes like it's easy for me to like brush like the haters and the negative comments to the side but sometimes it just really really gets to me and I just want you guys to like see it what I just to me if you're actually crying and actually upset I'm not turning on my uh Instagram story no you don't have time to 
pick up your phone and no. look at your camera and put a fucking Paris filter on. And it's not even a timing thing. It's a, my brain does not work in that way. Yes. I wouldn't, the last thing I'd be thinking about is, fuck, I need to get this footage on TikTok somehow. And if you are crying into your camera and you have a filter on, get the fuck out <laughs> oh of my, my face and my life and planet Earth and go home. There is, if you are crying on a camera and then throwing a fucking filter on that bitch, that is the most inauthentic shit you can possibly do. Are you talking about like the ones that make you look like you have a nose job and lip injections and like all that shit? Any of them. Just any filter. Like a dog face. (laughs) That classic one that we all used to fucking use. Dude, or like imagine making it black and white. To make no. it more serious. No. Wait, that's actually really fucking funny. And now I want to do it. I know we're probably going to do it later. <laughs> but I I don't know. The filters. That's a whole other combo. Because mm-hmm. I feel two different ways about it. It's another ick. I think that it's annoying when... This is actually a hot take. And Alex, right. you might disagree with me. Okay. I think it's annoying when... I feel pressure or when girls go out of their way to post without using a filter because filters got so much shit. Does that make sense? What do you mean? I sometimes I feel ugly. I look ugly. And I just I would rather throw a fucking filter on that bitch and go about my merry way because I have something to say, but I'm not feeling that great about myself or my face or the bags under my eyes. So I'm going to put on the filter. Yeah. But I think a lot of influencers are like getting shit on for doing that now. What bothers me is when people do the fucking heavy filters that distorts your face Mm -hmm. and everything and post those as like posts. On Instagram. Okay, what about this? I'm thinking about when girls use the filter, download the video, screen record it, and then upload because they're trying to pretend they weren't using a filter. Oh my God. That, that is basically, that's what I'm saying. In this push for realness, it's making bitches more fake. Yes. We're getting 100%. We're getting shit on for using filters. So now we are uh downloading, screen recording, uploading so it looks authentic, but that's like you couldn't be more fake than doing that shit. Dude, yeah. I just I can't. I can't. Okay, I have an ick. Okay, hit me. Please. I need to shut the fuck up. Go ahead. I think it's so strange when people have like over a thousand followers, like 2,000, 3,000 followers, and they're only following like 15, 20 people. It's like, really? Yeah. Have you not seen that? No, I've seen it, but why? Because it's like, you know, more than 20 people. Like, why are you only following? Like, you're trying oh. to like prove, like, oh, I can have this many, but like, I don't have to follow that many. It's just like, why? Okay. I've never thought about it that way, but I do remember I had a friend who had a lot of followers. And she verbalized to me, oh my God, I only follow 300 people and I don't want to go over that because it just makes me look cooler. So, cooler. Yes. So actually, that is a very fascinating thing to point out because I was about to say, I think it's obnoxious when people, or it's a bad look, I should say, when people follow 10,000 people and then only have 20 followers. Okay, that is an ick. But that's just a bad look. But now that you just explained the flip side of that, I actually think your ick is worse because that's try hard. If you follow 20,000 people and only 10 people follow you, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, no. You're just out here living your life. No shame. No shame. So those are my icks for now. I mean, I really have plenty more (laughs) uh, mirror selfies with repulsive, messy rooms in the background. Like me, the reason I don't (laughs) post as much as I should is because I am just not in a environment that's okay to post on a story. There's just shit everywhere in the background. There is laundry. There is paraphernalia. There's probably like illegal (laughs) shit. It's it's too much. Pick up your crusty thong, Sarah. I can see your discharge from here, and I don't need to. (laughs) The snail trail. (sighs) Okay, so. 
those are just some social media icks I'm having. You guys let me know where you guys land on that. I'm, I feel better that I got that off my chest. All right. Questions. SOS, save our salutes. Questions, advice, stories, unwanted advice, but not really because they're submitting in questions. Let's fucking go. You guys are out of fucking control. After reading your fucking submissions, there's illegal shit going on. (laughs) Literally. Criminal activity. So let's get into this dumpster fire. Number one, one of my collectibles is visiting me in New York City this weekend. My friends and I define a collectible as a guy who has always lingered in the background, but a relationship with him has never come to fruition despite the attraction being mutual. Someone you can always go back to, potential marriage material. Collectibles stay that way until the obstacle keeping you apart has been resolved, i.e. living in a different state, having a girlfriend, working at a theme park, <laughs> etc. So this guy slash collectible is coming to visit me and I don't know what to do. I want to fuck him, but will that prevent a relationship from ever happening? Do I just take this as an opportunity to get to know him more or just go for it because we don't even live in the same place? Okay, first off, I want to say that I fucking love that she refers to men as collectibles. Incredible. Because, yeah, men are fucking objects, okay? We've been objectified our whole life. Now men can be objects, okay? Souvenirs that you collect from state to state, okay? I love it. They're like beanie babies. (laughs) Then, like, we're just waiting to see how much we can sell one for. (laughs) Yes, I love that, Sophia. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Like an NFT. But I think you can hang out with a guy and whatever happens, happens. And if you do end up having sex with him and that ends up preventing a future relationship with him, then he probably wasn't worth your time to begin with. And you probably dodged a bullet. And if anything, maybe you made a fuck buddy out of it. Yes, except no. (laughs) And this is shocking coming from me. Okay, but I see her point. And the reason why I think maybe she should not have sex with him and hold out is I think if there are clear obstacles in the way, I don't know if engaging in sex is the move. And I know that sounds wild coming from me, but I think sleeping with him, if you know there's an opportunity and a future is one thing. But him having a girlfriend living in a different state and fucking running the rides, the (laughs) fucking samurai at the local amusement park. If you have all those obstacles in your way, I think it's worth thinking about holding out until there are no obstacles. Because then what happens is like you do just end up fucking and you guys can't do anything about it still. If he lives in a different state, why not just kind of keep him lusting over it? More so like he can just paint the image in his head of what it would be like to be serious with you and even more so conjure up the image of what it would be like to fuck you. Yes, that is so smart. While he's sitting in Montana and you guys like can't do anything about it. Yes. That's kind of what I think. And let's reverse the roles. My favorite thing to do. For certain men, it's easier to keep you as a woman, heteronormatively, to keep you as their collectible. But ultimately, if you guys go out, get drinks, whatever, and you feel like you want to fuck him, fuck him. It's not Mm -hmm. that serious. Mm -hmm. And like Alex said, if you fuck him and then he doesn't want to talk to you, well, okay, bye. Exactly. But if you want to play the game, maybe don't put out. That's it. Basic bottom line. Boom. Done. We out. We out because we are going over to question number two. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm a little loopy loosey goosey. Okay. Hi, Sophia. 
How do you halt a makeout sesh before it turns into sex? I know it sounds simple, but I don't want to come off as a tease and I would like a guy to give a shit about me before I have sex again. I am 20 years old and had sex for the first time a few months ago. Okay. Alex, do you want to go or I'll go? I'll go. Okay. I mean, at first glance, the classic is you say, hey, I'm on my period. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a period doesn't stop nothing but a sentence. All right. A lot of these guys (laughs) are fucking savages out here and they will do whatever it takes Mm -hmm. to have sex. So that's true. But also, it sounds like they're a little bit younger and I could see maybe a younger dude saying like, oh, okay, like, okay, yeah. But I just want to like back up for one second because since when did a makeout session automatically become the green light to having sex? I mean, never, but like I could see where this girl's coming from. I mean, kind of, but I don't think that having a makeout session and then not fucking makes you a tease. No, definitely not. If you were both naked or something, then that's a completely different thing. But if you guys are making out. Yes. Or if you're telling him verbally, I want to fuck you while you're making out. Maybe then that could kind of be more of a tease. Yeah. I'm just, I'm over the tease thing. I'm over that. Anytime a dude tries to call me a tease because, I don't know, I let him buy me a drink at the bar. Even if I'm at a party and I spend a good hour having a deep convo with him and then I'm like, all right, like I'm heading out and he looks at me as if I just stabbed him. And it's like, (laughs) what? What? We were having a great time. Like, you're not going to stay over. I'm done with the tease thing. Yes. Okay. Like, I'm over it. You could tell him before you do anything that you won't be fucking and just be that straight up. I love doing that. I love letting them know right off the bat, like, eh, just by the way, I don't think we're going to end up fucking. I think it's funny. I think it's fun. I say it in like a playful way. And they probably look at it as a challenge because they're gross. They are gross. But I feel like if you're coming in with that, I mean, at least in my experience, guys won't even want to hang out with you if you preface it like that. Okay, no, no, no. I'm saying right off the bat, tell them. Like before you start making out? Kind of. Like when you guys are this, planning okay. on hanging out on Saturday, you're texting him on Wednesday. You're like, hey, by the way, if we start making out, I'm not going to want to fuck. No, I think the second your lips touch... And there is a little bit of a makeout and now it's getting a little bit more sexual flirty. I will straight up say, I like you a lot, but I'm not going to like fuck you. Okay, gotcha. Like that kind of more playful and fun. Yes. You know? Yes. Not in a very serious, like you will not enter my vagina. Okay, got it. It's just like a fun, flirty, fun thing. And yes, I think that they will look at that as a challenge and they will get excited by it. And they won't be pissed when it doesn't end up happening. I mean, at least stable men who you should want to spend your time with. Yeah, don't spend time with guys like I do. (laughs) Exactly. Unstable. Exactly. Okay, next. Alex, take it away. Okay. Hey, Sophia. So this weekend, my BF and I got invited on a camping trip with a big group of people. I couldn't go because of family reasons, so I told my BF that he couldn't go either. Was I in the wrong for that? There were going to be tons of drugs, alcohol, girls, and I was not okay with him going by himself and doing something stupid that would fuck up our relationship. But now I'm wondering if that's controlling. I don't know. Do you trust your man to behave himself if he goes to parties on his own? Oof. This is really, really good. I do trust my guy because he doesn't drink or do drugs. Primarily is a big reason. (laughs) But also... I'm trying to think if if I were to go to a party, he would allow me to go to a party like that. You know, he doesn't have an issue with it. And so I think that I find myself in situations very, very frequently that are similar to this. I am in a social setting with hot dudes and drugs and alcohol and partying going on, as is he. 
And so I think that we have just, yeah, I guess we do, we do trust each other. That doesn't mean that there aren't certain situations that rub me the wrong way. If I know one of his exes are going to like be at this situation. So to this girl, I don't think it was controlling. I like to think that there is enough trust in a relationship where he could go to the strip club and then end up at One Oak at the table with Sports Illustrated fucking models taking bottles of 1942 to the fucking face. (laughs) And I mean... Me and my man, like I said, are always in situations where we could be approached and hit on. That's life. I mean, Alex, we go to 7-Eleven and the cashier hits on us like it ain't no thing. That's true. So, I mean, it's life. Your boyfriend is going to be in situations where there are women that could potentially try to fuck him. Mm -hmm. But I think there are certain situations I wouldn't be comfortable with. As long as you are not saying, no, you can't go to every single thing, and this was just a certain situation that made you feel uncomfortable, you're fine. But don't be telling him he can't have a guy's night this upcoming weekend. He can't go to the strip club. Don't do or be that because then you're starting some toxic behavior in the relationship. And he's probably going to start doing it back to you. For sure. You know what I actually like to do? I like to be a yes person, a yes man to everything. And if my guy asks to do something, it's always yes. That's the first thing that comes out of my mouth. But then I like to do a real FBI investigation (laughs) and I will look at all of his friends' stories from who's there. I will look at any Instagram page, any drone footage of the event that he's (laughs) at. And then fully interrogate him when he gets home and look through his bag and like see, I don't know, there's like a condom, condom wrapper, if he took con- Like that's what I like to do because then I can really know if he's trustworthy or not. Okay, so you're controlling and toxic, but just behind the scenes. Yes, yes. Got it. And that's, that's, only, if I'm, that's only if I'm like pushed to the edge, you know? Yes. So... That's a little bit about little me. little sus activity going on. Yes. Alex, what about you? Um, I can agree with you. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable with him going either. And your question is, is that controlling? I think the fact that you said the words, you can't go, is controlling. Because mm. if this was me, I would try to, like, reverse psychology this guy and, like, I don't know, get into his head. Oh, well, I really wanted you to come with me to my family thing, or I really need you, babe, for, you know, something Manipulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Because hell no, he is not going on that camping trip. Okay, got it. Fuck no. Got it. That is fucking very smart. You telling someone you can't do something is controlling, and that's not the way to go about it. Yeah. It's, I don't want you to do this. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Please don't. Yeah, so just play the victim and (laughs) manipulate him. Always play the victim. (laughs) Always, always. All right, next. Hey, my sexy motherfucking koala. (laughs) Koala? Okay. I like it. I was thinking more sloth, but you want to give me koala? (laughs) I will take that in a heartbeat. So I am 20 and getting married in January. We have been together for four years and have never fucked. We both come from religious families, so we decided we might as well just wait till marriage. I was just wondering if you can give me any advice on when I lose my virginity, how to make it easier, and so on. Love you from Australia. Um, wow. These questions just come once in a blue moon, you know? I know, for real. I'm trying to think of when I lost my virginity, what it was like. (laughs) I probably shouldn't get into it because it's kind of a very inappropriate thing. But girl, you're trying to say you're from Australia. Girl, you sound like you are from Salt Lake City, Utah, Mm -hmm. where I live. Why don't you just come on over to my place and we can talk about this over a non-caffeinated beverage? I don't I don't (laughs) believe she's in Australia. This is my advice. Don't go in with expectations or at least big expectations. 
don't go in with the mindset that it's going to be some perfect, incredible, magical, easy experience because it's going to be a little bit different, a little bit rocky, a little bit awkward at first. It's not going to be what you expect. It's not going to be the fucking scene from the Titanic, Rose and Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) fucking in the car or whatever. Yes, no. That's not it. Mm -mm. No. So that would be like my number one piece of advice. Alex, what about you? I would say you guys need to make sure you're extremely comfortable with each other, which I'm sure you are. It's been four fucking years. Yeah. But I mean, my advice, I don't know if you guys are allowed to due to your like religion or whatever, but I would advise try watching some porn. But like when I say watch porn, like don't watch like, you know, stepdad fucks 18 year old Mm -hmm. while mom's away. But you can watch some like amateur, homemade, very basic. Yes. One guy, one girl, just passionate or Mm -hmm. sensual. Love making. Yes. Not fucking. We're looking for love making. Yes. Look for the word love making or sensual or caring. Yeah. That's your zone. Yes. I think that's a great idea. Actual tips though, like when they're about to get down and dirty, go with the flow communication. Yes. That is the biggest fucking thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need to be telling him how it's feeling the entire time. Yes. Because I have seen it happen where the girl just doesn't know what to expect. So like she lets it hurt really, really bad. Or she feels very uncomfortable and doesn't like how something's feeling and she doesn't speak up. No, 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 sweetheart. You're talking his ear off the whole time. Yeah. If it hurts, let him know. If it feels good, let him know. If you need him to slow it down, let him know. I love how we're acting like he's not losing his virginity too and he's not going to come in like... Oh, yeah. 30 seconds. Girlfriend, (laughs) by the way, you're only going to be experiencing this for a total of like 20 seconds. Yeah. So... Just expectation. Just know the second, the third, the fourth time are each time going to get exponentially better. Mm-hmm. Practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, you guys are going to have an OnlyFans and just be <laughs> fucking, fucking away. All right. Next. Can I read this one? Yes. Okay. Please. Sophia, I had to share a story with you as I am mortified, but I think I may have rectified the situation because of some quick thinking and your Sandra Martinelli story. (gasps) Long story short, I accidentally followed my ex's new girlfriend while casually stalking last night. Mm. (laughs) Classic. Hate to see it. I immediately changed my handle, name, photo, and bio. My ex and I follow each other and I immediately blocked him. I'm praying neither of them see the notification on her phone. But if they do, I guess he's totally blocked on everything else. So he won't be able to confront me anyways. God bless Sophia Franklin and Sandra Martinelli. (laughs) P.S. How long do I keep my profile that way before changing it back? Oh my fucking God. This, This just like tugged at my heartstrings. This is like incredible. Let me give you guys a little backstory to Sandra Martinelli because we have new listeners. We're getting new listeners all the time. Mm -hmm. So Sandra Martinelli, I wouldn't call her my alter ego. Basically what happened is I was obsessed with this dude and I was stalking his ex-girlfriends. I was obsessed with them Mm -hmm. and I ended up double tapping and giving, no. giving one of her pictures a like. One of her pictures that she posted, I don't know, five years earlier, like when she first fucking created her Instagram, like <laughs> kill me. So I went into complete panic mode. I didn't know what to do. I thought about deactivating my account. Instead, <sighs> I quickly changed my username from Sophia Franklin to Sandra Martinelli change my profile picture, change my bio, and just let it be and put my account on private in the hopes that when she did see the notification and went to my page, Sophia wasn't there. Sandra was, you know? (laughs) And the picture to just you. No, I changed the picture like some fucking cartoon or something I could find last minute. Was your account on private? I quickly changed it to private at that point. Oh, okay, got it, got it. So... 
I think it worked. I mean, I never heard anything about it. Like the guy never told me because like we were fucking during that time. But it was kind of a genius fucking move. Yeah, that's like some whack shit, but it's very smart. (laughs) If I was in this situation, which I am all the time, like I fucking (laughs) stalk away and like people's shit all the time. Mm -hmm. But when I do shit like this, I just accept the consequences of my action and move along as usual and hope for the best. Because like what? They're going to DM me and be like, I saw you like, like what? They're not going to You look do like anything. a creeper. So? I mean, I don't really care as much the girl thinking I'm a creeper. It's the dude thinking you're a creeper. I mean, I know it's her ex, but I don't know. Maybe she wants to like get back together with him. In my situation, I was creeping on the ex-girlfriend of a dude I was currently fucking and currently obsessed with, you know? Yeah. I can't let him know I was up to that type of shit. I need to be cool. I need to be the cool girl for a while. I mean, I guess that's where you and I differ. I truly, I just unlike it and move on as business as usual. And if he confronts you, you're the type to be like, oh yeah, like I like came across her profile. I think she's hot and I was liking her. Oh no, no. I'm going to be like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. You're insane. Like, are you (laughs) senile? Are you crazy? (laughs) What? that's one way to do it. So that's one way to do it. I love that she did this. I do need to point something out though. The fact that she also immediately blocked her ex. Yes. That one. eh. That calls way more attention than just liking a picture. Thank you. Thank you. If she brings up the situation to him and is like, look, your fucking ex-girlfriend's liking my shit. And then he goes to look at your profile and he's blocked, you basically just, you know, put a stamp on it. I absolutely was doing that. Yes. So the blocking, I think, I think that was a little overboard. I would go ahead and unblock him. But besides that, great fucking job. Oh, her last question. How long do I keep my profile that way before changing back? Let me tell you something. When I overnight became Sandra Martinelli, I left it that way for... I think about a week, maybe two, because I was so God. terrified. And it was really fucking hilarious to have my mom, my friends, my family texting me being like, is everything okay? Like, like you got hacked. No, dude, they didn't even think I got hacked. They thought I was having a midlife crisis or something. Oh my God. Or I was like hiding from someone. And I was like, nope, just double tapped uh, girl's picture when I was talking. That's hilarious. I want to know what this girl's name was. Like what her alias was. Oh my God. Girl. Girl. I mean, she's listening. So can you please write back in and tell us what your name was? Please. Please. I probably couldn't say it publicly because then we're kind of throwing her under the bus. But (laughs) just for Alex and I to have fun, at least. Just for Alex and I to giggle and have a little moment and laugh together. (laughs) Yes. Guys, that's it for this week. Sleuths. I had a lot of fun doing this episode. We have been trying something different where it's not as, you know, laid out and like so many bullet points. We're kind of just like going with the flow, saying whatever comes to our minds. Mm -hmm. And I'm liking it. Me too. I'm liking it better. You know? Me too. So guys, as always, please rate, review, and subscribe because I kind of need you to so I can continue doing what I'm doing. It helps me so much. I love you guys so much. You will never know how much I appreciate you. Share the episode with a friend. Mm-hmm. That's probably even bigger. Yes. You know, and force her to subscribe <laughs> and be like, bitch, subscribe. And I'm buying you a shot and then send me the Venmo request for the shot you're buying your friend. And then Ooh. I will absolutely Venmo you back. Okay, guys, that's it. Alex, where can they find you? You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at AlexFranco underscore meow. Okay, and you can find me, Sophia Franklin, Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y, on TikTok, Instagram. I'm probably going to get banned from all of them, so you should probably, like, check me out while you can. And I love you guys so much, and I'll see you next week. Bye.